Hey, welcome to the coaches meeting. That's the coach. I'm Grant Cohn. We got a lot of players to get through today. Draft picks, undrafted free agents. You should watch the show. It's going to be really good. The coach knows like all of these players. I'm learning and I have questions, but the coach is basically about to just unlock all of his knowledge and just graciously tell you everything he knows about these players. They're signing people and he's like, you oh man. setting me up. <laughs> I know I, I'm doing too much right now, but like he knows all these players and I'm getting to know them. So basically what I'm going to do is voice concerns and questions that's, uh, along the way. But the coach is basically going to tell you what he knows. So the first pick the Niners made, they traded up for a safety from Penn State, Jair Brown, highly rated safety. Yes. What do you think of this move? What do you think of this player? What do you know? What do you like? I like the move a lot. Um, I feel like the reason why he slid to us is because of his frame. So let's just go ahead and get the cons out right out of the, right out, right out the gate. Sure. He's a smaller guy. Um, yeah. And 5'11". Yeah, 5'11", necessarily doesn't bring a lot of weight with him. And on the screen, he's just not sexy. I mean, as far as just what you would want on paper. However, yeah. once you get past the optics, he's every bit as much game to play. Um, I yeah. understand... I I don't understand uh, why he fell to us, but I do see what he brings. And I also feel like because of his downhill nature and as aggressive he is, he does have elite ball skills. Uh, you don't get 10 picks being as physical as he is. Usually when you have a player that makes his calling card with being a downhill player to make disruptions, um, that that's kind of um, – that's – you're playing – you can only serve one guy when, when, when you play like that. The fact that mm -hmm. he actually gets picks um, – and he's a headsy player. I watched some film of him and saw him actually get turnovers on trick plays. Um, he's aggressive, and he's a leader. He played a lot of games for Penn State. So I also believe that this is a little bit different in what we are looking for as far as safeties are concerned because I think that this is a Wilkes pick. I think that mm -hmm. this is somebody that Coach Wilkes came in and kind of put his DNA on and said, hey, this is somebody who I want to kind of be a, be a part of the DNA and what I want to do with the secondary. So I really like the pick. I see what they did there. And honestly, you have Huff there. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, how long can we rely on Gip? Right. Mm -hmm. Gip is sure. getting a little longer in the tooth. And if you think about it, in my opinion, I feel like he did us a solid by uh, reing up and coming back with us. I thought that he was gone. So mm -hmm. not only do we get somebody who can be injected behind Gip and strengthen a weakness, our safeties is a weakness for us. And mm -hmm. it's something that we actually wanted to see mm -hmm. uh, addressed. Yeah. So I'm happy here. With Yes. Yeah, I really liked I love this pick. I think it was great. I think he dropped. You, they, I mean, he could have went in the 70s. He could have went in the 60s. I think he's a really good player. Don't yeah. know why he dropped to the to the late 80s. I like that the Niners went up and, and got him. Like, right. I like They didn't do that at all last year. They targeted a guy. They traded up. They got him. He was falling. They reacted to the board. Love all that. They need a safety. Yeah, he's a little smaller. Yeah, he's not super fast. But, like, look what you just did with Talanoa. Like, this guy could yeah. be in this system. He could be really freaking good. The only question that I had at the time was, you know, the Chiefs end up taking an, an offensive tackle five picks later. But... Why? That, I mean, yeah, and he could be end up being good, and I'm curious to see what happens there, but, like, still, I think probably every team, even the Chiefs, probably had Brown ranked over Wanye. So don't reach for a position you need. You still have a bunch of picks left. You could get a tackle later. Um, I think this is a great pick. So I, I, I'm with you. I think this is an A-plus pick, Jair Brown. Yeah, and Should be a quality a starter for them. Too. 
Um, it's yeah. a fit pick too. I like the fact that they went up and got him because did we honestly believe that eleven rookies are going to make this team? Um, no. no. No, no. So, so at some at, at somewhere along the line, we were going to see them package some of these picks to make a move, and yeah. I like what they did. It says that they were aggressive in their own right, you know, without yeah. a, a, a day one and a day two pick. I like what we did here. Uh, everyone likes this pick, not controversial. Then the 49ers, I don't know. I guess they they didn't think they were. The Niners didn't think they were fooling anyone. In fact, I think they thought it was so obvious that they were going to draft a kicker that they couldn't even wait till 101. They had to take him at 99 because everyone knew the Niners needed a kicker. So they uh, asked. There's, everyone was like, yeah, I didn't really make this call. I didn't really scout. We just asked Brian Schneider, our special teams coordinator, and he really liked Jake Moody, so we took Jake Moody. They liked Jake Moody. They took Jake Moody 99. At the time, it blew my freaking mind because I called it, and I was like being snarky about it, and then they did it. Um as time goes on, I hate the pick less. I gave it an F minus 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 minus, and yeah. now I think it's down to like just an F. Okay, so it's improving. What do you think of this of this kid and this pick? Well, I'll say this: drafting a kicker is like going to the doctor's office. Yep, you know you got to do it. Yeah, but there's just never really a right time. That's true. You know what I mean? Like it's true. Just never really a right time. Yeah, and. We did need a kicker. Um, it was something yeah. that we actually talked about a couple of shows ago. And as a matter arguably of fact, the biggest need, arguably the biggest need on the team. Yes, and yeah. and after that show, I believe we signed a free agent guy. And even then, um, Zane Gonzalez. It, it, yeah, it seemed like a he's gotten team. injured in warmups twice, I believe. Yeah, so we. This is one of those things where it's kind of like insurance. You know, yeah. you pay every month. And you don't know you need it until something actually happens. You know, so we need the kicker. And, you know, in true 49ers fashion, we actually got a guy that we can just tuck away and just be the guy. You know, yeah. um, for all intents and purposes, for what Robbie Gold did for us, he deserved to be ushered out with respect and mm -hmm. to leave on his terms, right? And I feel like if you think about it, this is – the entire that entire that entire exodus come full circle. Robbie mm -hmm. Gold is this kid's age. Uh, um, they have the same agent. This Correct. kid talked about he talked profusely about how much Robbie Gold had basically passed the torch down to him and showed him the ways of the league. Wow. Was there throughout the, all of the processes for him for uh, <clears throat> the combine, and he was very gracious mm -hmm. about it. You know, this isn't a embedded football kid. He he made it known like I was kind of shocked that Robbie did this for me. You know, yeah. so this seems like another socially engineered 49ers pick. They saw this coming. They they understood that they had to do Robbie the right way. And if you think about it, we upgraded this kid. His career long is 16. I think it was a 59. Yeah, Robbie pick. doesn't have that anymore. Robbie no. does not have that anymore. And no. honestly, consistent. Hey, can he kick the ball in the end zone on kickoffs? Yeah. <laughs> you, oh, nice. That's great. Exactly. That's great. Nice. Okay. Exactly. So yeah. the, the, that's the things that, but if you think about it, look at our, our team. Our team is one of those teams where the small things are what embarrass us because we're so yeah. good. So when yeah. we don't make routine kickoffs or miss yeah. extra points or yeah. kick the ball out of bounds on punts, those are the small things where as yep. we're sitting here with all of our great players, what are we saying? We can't have this shit. Yep. We, we, at true. least have it's a true. kicker that does it. So yeah, yeah, right. That's the way I so, see this pick. 
I, I, Look, I, I'm, I'm satisfied with it. My question at the time was, did you have to take the best kicker in the draft? I understood that the next kicker went a few picks later. So if you want Jake Moody, this is where you had to take him. But right. there was also a kicker that got taken in the end of round six, uh, Anders Carlson, who went to Green Bay. Like, is right. Jake Moody that much better than him? I have no opinion. Maybe the answer is yes. Also, right. look, if Jake Moody ends up being good, it's a good pick. End of story. Right. So I guess, so I mean, like, I, you can't be that mad. Like, everything you said is right. You need a kicker. If he ends up being good, it's a good pick. It, I guess people just don't forget Roberto Aguayo. Is that his name? I, I people believe, don't forget. But also... And just because you made pressurized kicks in college doesn't mean you necessarily can do it in the NFL. Like, we pressure, don't really know what Jake... Pressure, though. Yeah, we that's true, but we don't really know what Jake Moody like. We'll we'll see. It's not like you. It's not like they just signed a guy who has a proven track record of the NFL. That is we'll see. true. Yeah, that is true. You don't know say. But if he's that, good, he's good. Time, and remember, in '94 they drafted Doug Bryan in the third round and I they won the Super that. Bowl. Yeah, but, but Doug I Bryan. will say this though. Sometimes there's a fine line of getting caught up in what we need and trying to win the draft. Yeah, I feel like we were dancing to get picks because we didn't have a lot of them so our second pick our virtual round two pick you know it, it was hard pill to swallow to pick up a kicker you know like yep. so yep. but they had a pick two picks later and it was a great time to take an offensive lineman but they didn't right. and this is where i keep going back to this pick Cameron Latu in round three. The Niners have an abysmal track record of drafting in round three. Jair Brown, great pick. Jake Moody, I get it. Now I feel like this is the Kyle Shanahan pick, and this is the one we need to scrutinize because there's a lot to like about Cameron Latu, but okay. it looks like he might have been a little bit of a reach. From everything I'm seeing, people project him to go in round five. So what do you? first of all, what do you know about Cameron Latu, and what do you like about Cameron Latu? Because I know you know a lot about him. Yeah. So I'm a Bama guy, um, okay. and I know a lot about Cameron. Cameron um, is, um, I think he's a California kid out of Utah, played his okay. high school ball in Utah. He's an identical twin. Um, okay. Gregory's personal side, I mean, Saw that. he's going he's gonna to be a great interview, right? Yep. You got another guy. But let's talk about football. Mm -hmm. His ball skills are on par with anybody that we have at the tight end position. And you know who I'm, who's at the tight end position. Dweller. Right? Yeah, <laughs> but he has elite ball skills and okay. he and he has the temperament to actually um, pull it off. Um, one mm -hmm. thing he's he doesn't have top end speed, so he's not a four seven guy, but he's very quick. He's very sa savvy. Um, he runs a lot of the routes on throughout the entire route tree. And also he's a very good blocker. Um, he has a lot of effort. He has good hands and he can move. So he mm -hmm. can be detached. He can mm -hmm. be an inline blocker. He can be um, out and he does a lot of tight end screens, a lot of gadget stuff. He's used to having the ball in his hands. And one thing that I like about him is that he's one of those fun loving football players. He really loves the game. You see him having a good time when he plays the game. So uh, uh, another thing that you're going to get from him is having him on the field is that he is one of those sneaky uh ill will intended players he'll catch somebody sleeping and he'll 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 be on the field with george and they're gonna have to worry about both of them right because he's gonna want to make his mark as well cameron is mm -hmm. that type of player so yeah. he converted he was a converted linebacker he requested to be a tight end mm -hmm. on a team like alabama with three five stars in front of him and still right. made his way as a matter of fact he got a five-star transfer jaleel billingsley who transferred out to Texas 
because Cameron Latu took his spot. So okay. He you see what I'm saying about the coach? He really knows these players. I'm like, uh, let me see what the coach is like. He's like a scout. Anyway, sorry. I didn't need to do he, that. Keep going. He he really is a game, a ball player. Also, uh, I think that he would just fit in with what we do because Alabama stole a lot from the 49ers. They, 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 yeah. um, if you look at it, let's just go by the track. Kyle Shan- Kyle went to Atlanta. Then who came after Kyle? Steve Sarkeesian. Sarkeesian went and basically had an awakening with that offense. Then Sark leaves Al- leaves Atlanta, has his little cup of coffee in USC, and then he's in Alabama. So the offense that Alabama basically is running, the, the shell of what they do is the 49ers. I mean, mm-hmm. the run concepts, all of their look, all of their uh beaters. So I like what he does. He did fight injuries, which is why he would only be a 49ers draft pick. <laughs> so he fought yeah. some injuries um, later in the season, but he finished later in his junior season, but he finished this year very admirably. So I like the pick. I think that it upgrades our tight end room because having one tight end for what we do, because we run the ball so much, having right. one tight end is is um, basically – playing with one hand behind our backs i yeah. really liked the lot pick let me express my concerns because i liked it at first and the more i think about it the more i'm concerned about it i feel like he is going to be an excellent number two tight end right away like he's exactly what the niners are looking for he's an upgrade over tyler croft and ross dwell he's gonna for all the things you just said really good run blocker has the right mentality big kid, he's six big kid. yeah i mean i and like you look at his receiving production in college for a guy who wants to be a blocker like Kittle, his production was almost identical to Kittle's. So I think what with, with the, with the, with Kyle and the team is trying to sell is like, this guy could be our starting tight end down the line, not just a backup tight end, but like he, he doesn't have third round production and he doesn't have third round traits either. Like Kittle, Kittle killed the combine, four right. five, off the charts. Latu isn't like that. He runs about a four eight. So is he really going to be a starting tight end down the line, or did you just draft a number two tight end right here a, a couple rounds too early with, with right tackles on the board? I mean, this was the spot if you want to take a right tackle. Blake Freeland was available, and um, Dewan Jones was available, and there's someone that uh, Carter Warren, the, the, the Jets took him in round four. There were a few OTs that went in round four. You didn't take any of them, and, just, and you ended up taking two tight ends. And, the, and we'll talk about Braden Willis later, but athletically i know they're they're different players but athletically they're kind of similar and i wouldn't be surprised if Braden willis ends up having just as good of a career as Latsu. so they doubled up a tight end they got no offensive tackles this was a spot you know they got burford in round four last year he was a he was a day one starter even if the offensive tackle wouldn't have been a day one starter i mean Offensive linemen take time, you know. Aaron Banks was a, was a second round pick. He took time. It might have been nice to take some guy well, and just start developing him there. But that's that's I, that's my question with this pick. Okay, so let me let me let me push back. Okay. Number one, uh, he got picked for. If you want to talk about what where he got picked and what we could have done outside of them, if you're drafting an offensive lineman that early, they have mm-hmm. to start. They have to start. All right, you can't draft a project at that at that position in the draft. I'm sorry, like what Cameron Latu is going to get on. Banks the didn't team. start. Banks huh? didn't start. Banks didn't huh? start. I'm, Banks didn't start. I'm glad you walked into that, which leads yeah. me to my next point. Dra- if you can't have him starting, what happens is is that you have to replace him and sit the guy who you need to play right away. 
So that's what happened to Banks. Banks came in. We drafted Banks in the second round. We had all intents and purposes of playing him. That was a setback by not having him on the field, right? And for where we are on, on our team, we needed to raise the floor of our tight end room with one pick. And we did that. I feel like bringing in, and, and not only a number two tight end, because by title, it's a number two tight end. But essentially, it's just another starter for what we do. He's going to get on the field. He's going to play. For sure. He's going to play 30 to 40 snap. 30 to 40 All right, let me try one more, one more argument here. Let me try one more argument because you're killing me. Okay. okay. Um, I don't think you should be drafting offensive linemen based on who can play first right away. Because when you do that, you know who you end up with? Mike McGlinchey. Mm-hmm. They had they you know because people are going to say all right well, they're going to take going to take an offensive lineman next year and he'll start right away that's what they did with Mike McGlinchey they took a guy in, in the round in, in top ten the ninth pick perfect fit for their scheme everything they wanted took him ahead of Colton Miller who needed a little bit of time Mike McGlinchey ended up being a huge disappointment for them Colton Miller's a much better player but they took him because he fit he could play right away like I feel like offensive linemen are kind of like quarterbacks in that they take a little time. And if you're not committed to maybe putting them on the bench or going through some growing pains, then you're just you're not going to get good ones. Well, the devil is in the details, right? And our team needs players that can contribute right away. And if you're going to contribute right away as a starter on this team, you better be a damn good player to start. Okay? And at that time, picking and and then also the draft is contextual, bro. Offensive linemen, offensive linemen in that position of the draft at that time were not starters, in my opinion. So, so what are we gonna do? Draft a known backup for a position that we know has to start? I mean, look what we were asking questions about having Burford rotate, uh, having Spencer rotate in and out at guard. Yeah. Yeah. How many times? So, are we gonna do that again at tackle? So, and with 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 what veteran? that we had to supplant that. So I feel like we solved a real problem with drafting Cameron, right? That was a real issue. George starts slow. He's notorious for starting slow, right? George misses games. And when George misses games, there is a huge drop off in our tight end room with production and blocking. Who's the guy that missed the block that that essentially ended our season? Tyler Croft. Come Tyler on. Croft. We need more talent at the position. I know. I just feel like the fact that it's a third round pick. They didn't let Kyle pick the safety. That wasn't him. They didn't let him pick the kicker. That was like a we have to, you know, we have to go to the dentist. So this is his pick. And I don't trust him drafting. And then <laughs> the scouting staff at the end took another tight end, which makes me feel like they agree that, with that me. Like, their, hey, that was, that was, that was their, their guy. And they're like, okay, you like, we, yeah. we'll give you Latu, but we're going to take a tight end too, and we're going to roll them out. Because they're so they're, they're so similar. Like, they don't really complement each other. Athletically, they're like the same guy. I don't so think I, they're the same guy athletically, but I see what you're saying. I mean, okay, I mean, not as football players, but just how they move a little bit. Like, I guess how they tested is what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. I could see the scouting staff being like, all right, man, this guy – Test. I mean, he he put up tw- Braden Willis put up twenty uh, reps on the bench. Latu put up fourteen. I could just see Adams Peters being like, "All right, Kyle, let's see what you got. I'm gonna go. You against me. Let's see. Let's see who's better at this. Me or you? I, anyway, I, I'm a little because look, look, look. I, I'm with you. But if you you have a really good coach in, in Chris Forster, he developed. He's been the offensive line coach for two years. Since he's been the offensive line coach, you gave him Banks, Brendel, and Burford, and he's done some good stuff with them. 
like give them something good. And like I thought this was the spot. Once you got past round four, I think I could. I, I'd never heard of the offensive tackles anymore. And then I think you're better off just waiting until UDFA's because they did get some. We're going to talk about them. Well, if but we're, uh, if yeah, we're, if we're if we're if we're going seven because this is year seven of the regime, right? Yeah, yeah. So each draft isn't a one of one, right? Everything yeah. is succinct. They all matter. Yeah. So if everything matters, you yourself are talking about traits, trends of what of whose pick is whose and what we usually get out of what rounds. Yeah. Last year, Forrester got picks. Hey Chris, you yep. got your picks. Last That's year true. we spent picks on That's guys. True. So this year That's true. You see what I'm saying? Make it so, work with Nick Zakel, buddy. Make it work. All right, fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, let's let's move on. We can't stick on Cam Cam Latu the whole day. Is it Cameron or Cam? It's Cam. I call him Cam. Cam Latu. All right, cool. Darrell Luter Jr. I love this pick, dude. This guy has day one, two traits. He's there on day three. How? Why? Because he went to know. South Alabama. Uh, I don't. I don't know why he dropped, but this is a pick. Um, he's, I mean, I'm gonna be honest with you. He's, he's just, it's E-Man all over again. Wow. Explain that. Why? Like a bigger E-Man. Yeah. He's bigger than E-Man. He's faster than E-Man. Um, he's played a lot more football than E-Man and he played at a smaller school. So let me tell you how I feel about HBCUs. Okay. Um, it's a different brand of football. Um, you really, and, and you don't get coddled because they need eyes. They're always, they have razor thin margins to make those programs work. And okay. when you have players uh, that are going on those teams, those transient teams where they have a lot of transfers, in order to be like a guy on an HBCU team for multiple years, that means that you've warded off a lot of people. All right. Okay. And you get scholarship money that, quite frankly, isn't just laying around. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Like, yes. they budget for you to Oof. stay on that team. Um, yeah, you're like the, you're like the whole team. Yeah. And yeah, I feel that way about this kid. I think that he's got good ball skills. Um, he has good speed, top end speed. He's physical. Um, I don't I'm trying to figure out why he dropped to us, but. This is a really good, solid pick. Really aggressive, long kid. He's really good in the press, too. Very good in the press. Handsy and plays the run very well. I, I really like this pick. When they drafted him, I was like, I was thinking, okay, yeah. I mean, they, they took corner around five. I mean, that's a good spot to take a corner. They and he can six play feet. outside. That's another Yeah, thing. they he's say he's six feet. Yeah. They say he's six feet. They got him around five. Okay, he must he must run like a four six, right? Like he's in four four six. I'm like, what the what? Ex- huh? What the hell are you talking? Like, how is he here? Yeah, a- a- and he has like a forty inch vert, and he had bo- like interceptions in college. Like, whoa, whoa, what the hell is going vert. on? He runs, what? The boy can move. Yeah, I mean, he. I mean, looks like a fit in zone and man. Paint the fence. He do everything. I don't understand. I don't understand. So this is an A plus pick. This could be. I mean, round five. This is going to yeah. be a hit. the The real interesting pick for me, the one I like, want to talk about, is the comp pick in round five, Robert Beal Jr. This was okay. super interesting to me because by all accounts, he wasn't good in college. Five-star recruit, went to Georgia, was right. like their seventh best pass rusher, but he tested off the charts. And the Niners have this great D-line coach. 
And he decided, he handpicked them and said, no, he would, they're using them wrong at Georgia. I'm, he's perfect for my system. Watch. To me, that is the essence of drafting at the end of round five. It's what you want to do. What do you, what yes. do you know about Robert Beal? Robert Bill played out of position at Georgia. He was a okay. five-star recruit, um, highly touted, and there were a lot of guys that wanted Robert. When Robert came to Georgia, he had a little bit of a switch up. At first, they were had him at outside linebacker. Then they had him with his hand in the dirt. They had him in two different techniques. They had him in a seven. Um, then they had him in a five, and they put him at the nine. We're in a package, and what okay. happens is when you get a school as talented as Georgia. A lot of those guys don't play long. They don't play, I'm, when I'm talking about a, a game as as far as a game is concerned. Right. So he got packaged up. Um, he was a part of a wide nine package. Um, yes. Yeah. Um, so he didn't see a lot of right. playing time, but when he was on the field, he produced. He's very fast. He's got a burst. Um, he's got he's got some work to do on on the NFL level with physicality. I just don't see him really putting putting defenders down with ease in the college level. And he did play the best ball in the land, in my opinion, which is SEC ball. Um, okay. So he is going to have to put a little bit more weight on him. Uh, he's going to have to get a little bit more stronger. But as far as pedigree and DNA is concerned, uh, this is another, like, Arden Key uh, – Samson Ekubom pick like one of these guys who has the pedigree played out of position and is just trying to get to a spot where they're going to utilize him the right way I like the Robert Bill pick yeah and what I like about this is like it's really self-aware you know who you are you know you got this coach and you know that like certain players can flourish for you that don't for other guys and you can take this risk and like honestly I'm more intrigued with Robert Beal Jr. long-term than Drake Jackson just because I feel like he's got all these traits that, that Chris Cass – yeah. That's kind of I'm, – I'm glad you brought that up because that is something that – don't you kind of feel like we did it in the inverse where usually we wait for the big guy to get drafted and then yeah. fall off. Right. And then we pick him up. This time yep. I feel like – and there's a couple of guys that I'm going to – that I'm going to mention down the line that are going to bring this point yeah. home more. But this yeah. time, I feel like we went out and got kids that actually came in as four-star, five-star recruits, really big fanfare, and they just kind of got lost in the wash of college yeah. football. And when they came out on the other end, the actual production may not have been there, but when you get them one-on-one, -on -one, you're like, well, I don't, I can give two shits about sacks in college. What can we do with them in, inside of our organization and i feel like we we did that with i feel like we did that with we're doing that with camera latu i feel like we're doing that with robert bill and i feel like we also did that with uh looter yeah here's my thing with, with robert bill love the pick and i like the idea of taking a guy who may not have been successful in college may have been used wrong in the wrong whatever what whatever excuse mm -hmm. bring him to your team put him on a, in a good situation with a good coach and and have confidence that he's going to flourish. Why can't they do that at offensive tackle too? You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like you have your coach on the offensive line is just as good as Chris Kosrick, just as good. Look what he's done with guys you got in round four, uh, round two. Why is it? Wasn't there one guy in the draft with traits that you could one freaking guy that you could get to give to Chris Forrester, like the starting left tackle for the Eagles, Jordan Mailata. He was a seventh round pick. 
I mean, he's all traits. Didn't even grow up playing the sport. There's right. no one you can give. Because, like, again, Robert Beal's not going to play right away. He's a project. He could be yeah. a red shirt. I mean, and I understand it. it's easier to do at the end of round five than at the uh, end of round three. There's a big difference in yeah. that. But still, like, nowhere in your 11 picks could you find – and I guess I get that there was – there's someone – as an undrafted free agent, we need to talk about that we can't write off. But yeah. I guess that's my my main quibble, man. You found Robert Beal, good for you. Find the offensive tackle equivalent. You yeah. never have. You got you drafted but, Justin School. You drafted Mike McGlinchey. Like draft someone with some actual yeah. traits at offensive tackle for but, once. But also the pedigree in the context tracks. I mean, even though we're not trying to win the draft, we're still in a race, right? And. The kid played on the national championship team. We're not the only people who know his background. And, you know, I, I do believe that he had multiple 30 visits. So Fair. you got you to gotta play ball. You know, I, I even with, uh, even with um, Cameron Latu, there was a run on tight ends earlier before. And, there and, were. I, I, I bet there if, were. You get, if you get John and them in the room and get them and ask them, I bet you they'll tell you, Man, yeah, maybe we got him. Where we got him was a little bit too rich for us. But yeah, fuck it. He we we knew he was our guy, and we what were we gonna do? Watch him walk away? You know, we had to do it. When they traded up um, for Brown, I thought they were trading up for a tight end. I was I was surprised, guys. Everyone that sent it in super chats, I'll get to them at the end of the uh, the draft picks. We're gonna do the UDFAs too, so we'll have a little intermission where we take your yeah. questions. Uh, but right now we're rolling. Let's go to D winners. Sixth okay. round pick, 5'11", runs a 4'4". I mean, as soon as they made the pick, I'm like, boom, Dre Greenlaw. Dre and then afterward, Greenlaw. and then afterward, John Lynch said it too. He's like, I, you know, I don't want to project that, but he has a lot of the same traits. Because yeah, that's kind of... looks a lot like Dre. Exactly. Because I mean, he, might, he might not be Dre Greenlaw, but still, that's the, that's the prototype, right? Yeah, man. I mean, he flies around. Um, he's got a vicious first step. And again, I think me and you were talking um, the other day. Yeah. He plays like he knows he's undersized yeah he does not come in meek he comes in to prove yeah. a point um yeah. he's very heady player and he has a motor when you run running something and playing like something are two different things he plays like he like he runs four four right yep. he yep. goes from sideline to sideline now he's gonna have to develop an NFL body. He is undersized. And I would love to see what his speed does once he does get his NFL body. But as far as big games, tons of playing time, again, another veteran. We get these old babies, these Benjamin Buttons. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> so another old yep. rookie, you know, yep. seen a lot of football, um, played against the best, and I really like this pick. This kid has a nose for the football, and he has ball skills, too. That's another thing about him, too. He's not just a, a line of scrimmage guy. You could really put him out there and defend some tight ends. And, uh, and and playing at a school like TCU, he knows what it's like to play with good DBs. TCU has put out some really good defenses, specifically their secondaries, over the past couple of years. And playing with those guys, I feel like he would come here and fit like a glove. He would. He knows about high caliber defense, especially in the passing game. Let me ask you a question. The Niners have had all the success with Dre Greenlaw. He's a legit player in the league. Everyone knows Dre Greenlaw. The Niners just re extended his contract. Really good player. Yeah. Um. How come no one else? How come no other team is looking for the next Dre Greenlaw? How does this guy fall to round six? The Niners get him. We're like, boom. This is the, this is our perfect kind of linebacker. We knew he'd be sitting there for us. Like. 
shouldn't these guys go? Why does no one else want a Dre Greenlaw type? I like a Dre well, Greenlaw. Yeah, and and it's also it's the gift and the curse though, right? Because it, the gift is is that you can find uh, a Dre Greenlaw, a uh, you can it's find uh, an Aziz five eleven. But then yeah. what happens is is that when when we're fans sitting back wanting us to get all of the the nice shiny toys and we draft a kicker, we're like, what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> no, but I guess what I'm asking is why. Why are the Niners so successful with undersized 5'11 outside linebackers and the rest of the league is like, ew, 5'11, can't touch that? Like, uh, it just, doesn't it seem to matter for the Niners. Well, a lot, well, every organization is built differently, in my opinion. And you yeah. have some people where they really are analytics guys. Like, there, yeah. I, I believe that there are some teams that won't even look at a player if he doesn't hit certain metrics. Right. Right. And right. So I you're five, you're five ten and a half. You're five eleven linebacker. Yeah. You're not even, we're not even looking at you. Yeah, that's, I believe well, that's good for the Niners. And you know what? And everybody does it in their own way, shape, or form, depending yeah. on what teams need. It's contextual. I mean, look at us. How we're having this conversation, knowing that Kyle Shanahan did not watch Patrick Mahomes because he had other things on his mind. Right. So when you ask. How come people don't find players? It's like, dude, everybody's got so many different agendas, you it's know, true. and, you know, a guy like Drake Greenlaw doesn't get discovered until it's too late, honestly. Good point. Braden Willis, round seven, the second tight end. I like this pick. I mean, I know you do. He's a, he's a little more productive than Cam Latu. I mean, I don't think he's the blocker that Cam is, but not he's close. also not even close, but He's a better blocker than Jordan Reed was back in the day because I don't think Jordan Reed ever blocked anyone in the NFL. Actually, nah, I'm Jordan not sure he ever had, Jordan did. Jordan had to work. Jordan had to work up <laughs> to being a bad blocker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I like Braden Willis. I like uh, what I like about him is, to me, he's like as a receiver, he's Cam Latu with y- yak ability. Like I actually yeah. feel like he breaks tackles and once he catches the ball, like he's tough to bring down. Maybe a little bit tougher he, than Cam. Yeah, he's got a bit. I like. I, I like the way he plays. He plays outside of his frame too, and he's already yep. a big kid, right? Yep. So he he knows that he's bigger than you. He wants to get up. I, I can probably, I would bet dollars to donuts. Like the balls that he talks to his QB is like, man, put that bitch up. Let me go get. Yeah. It. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. Like uh, one thing that I've seen with him, just like Cam, but I see it a little bit more with Braden, is that he really does catch in between the tackles. A lot yeah. of that. A, a lot of those. Yeah intermediate routes and he really wants to like do damage when he catches those balls like yak is something that's a big Mm. part of his game um now i don't know this guy he's 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 strong he's gonna be better than cam he's gonna be better than cam he's gonna be better than cam he's He's gonna be better than cam Cam by numbers (laughs) he is doesn't play play like it okay okay he doesn't play stronger so cam's just legitimately a better blocker than him yes like okay. more t- okay. in my in my opinion, and this is just an opinion, but in my opinion, I think yeah. that Cam plays with more technique. Right. I think that Cam plays with he tries to finish. He actually is bought into blocking. He when plays watch, with a with a defensive player's mentality. Yes. yes. When I watch Braden block, I think that Braden is just waiting till the next pass play. Right? <laughs> He's trying. <laughs> Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Fair so enough. You're doing something that I maybe you're doing something that I don't know yet. Yeah. But, um, but in round seven, I love this value. Man. I, th- I he's think he's gonna make the team. Skills. Yeah. Um, and and also this is another this is another point that I wanted to bring up is that before like A B, but like before Brock, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. 
we were i feel like as yes. fans we were really looking at our team from like a position standpoint of oh we need a number one receiver debo's not really a receiver so brandon Ayuk is really the receiver and this that, and the third but it wasn't until brock came until we started truly understanding the positionless initiative that we do on offense where yeah it really is yeah george may be a tight end yeah CMC may be a running back, but the yeah. way we're going to mix this up, like, so they'll be everywhere. They'll exactly. be in motion. They'll be everywhere. Yeah. That's and the whole that's point. What I yeah. Vision when I see players like, uh, Braden, uh, Willis. Bra- Braden Willis and Cameron yeah. Latu get on the field. Yeah. Like I don't see them coming in some stagnated, um, posture. Yeah. Like, Oh, I'm a yeah. tight end. No, I expect to see Cameron Latu in the backfield. I expect to see yeah. him in the slot. I expect to see right. him in motion. Right, right. So Same with Willis. causing conundrums, really yeah. put, stressing the defense. So yeah, I like this move as another weapon. But I mean, we're all we're all in the family. I don't want to juxtapose them against each other. Not yet. They got on camp to compete. And they somewhere, Cam Latu's watching this this stream, being like, "What the fuck, Grant? Why would he?" <laughs> hey, Cam, I'm sure you're great, dude. I haven't even seen you compete in one on ones yet. But once I do, I will form a snap judgment. You better be Ross, better this than Ross Dwelly for the tight end room. I'm sorry, like. Ross Dwelly and Charlie Warner, and they, they've been, you know, uh, been, yeah, whatever. But it's yeah. time. It's time. It is time. But let me say something. Let me say something to Cam and Braden directly, because I know you guys are watching. You guys don't know who Ross Dwelly is. You never met Ross Dwelly. Let me tell you something. A lot of people have tried to beat out Ross Dwelly in the NFL. No one has ever succeeded or Many ever taken tried. this man's job. Many have tried. Here's the thing I know about Ross Dwelly. He's not a good blocker, but he does try very hard, so you better have more effort than him, and his mm-hmm. technique is good. He actually, he actually played fullback. He doesn't have the body for it. And he wins all of his reps in one-on-ones. He never loses. He runs a five-flat, maybe a five-one. He just kind of rumbles up the field. He has this little shake and wiggle, and he and he is 6'5", and he catches the ball away from his frame. If he's covered, he, he always wins. So you better always win, too. Otherwise, it's going to be tough to take his spot. You might Charlie Warner on the, that. You might want to, Charlie Warner, on the other hand, you could take his spot. He does nothing. Nothing yeah. at all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but nothing I, at all. I'm glad we needed, I, I, but if you think about it, Charlie Warner was a pick. Yep. You know, he, he was a pick. These guys were brought in to do more than what they're giving us. Right. Yep. And and yep. I feel like because, you know, tight end isn't necessarily a sexy position after the first guy. Right. That there are issues in our offense where if we had more production out of our tight ends, we, we wouldn't miss a beat in that area. So I'm can I just say something, though, that I think one of the things the main thing that pisses me off about this draft and I like this draft uh-huh. is that it confirms that the Niners think that Tyler Croft is the only reason they lost the NFC championship game. Mm. You know what I mean? It's like you know what? Let's just get two said, tight ends, yeah. and now we're sw- now it's like no, that's not why you lost. There's it wasn't Croft's problems. fault. You shouldn't have put him in that position, Kyle. Yeah. Are I, I, oh, you you telling me Cam yeah. Latu would have made that block? Come on, man. Well, look, uh, you know, and that's just let, let's just call it what it is. Our the our offensive philosophy is fifty cent. Get rich or die trying. Like you better, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you know, like you better get down and lay down. This is how we do yeah. it. We're yeah. staunch in our beliefs, yeah. and if you can't do it, we'll find somebody who will. Yeah, we're not going to change what we do, no matter mm-hmm. what happens. It's your fault, not my fault. So, yeah, no. see you later, see Tyler Trey Croft. Lance. See Trey That's Lance right. if, you want, if you want everybody, if you want things to be done your way. See, Another see. thing that, you, that I wanted to bring up, um, you mentioned these like old rookies, experienced rookies, all of them, kind of like they don't want to do the Trey Lance thing again, right? 
Yeah. Kind of like that they is, acknowledged they missed something and needed to learn from it. We talked about this. Yeah. They, if, and, and you know what? This is going to keep coming up in the show. I'm going to bring it up every time we go to a yeah. player. But the the common denominator with the majority, if not all of our rookies, and that's because I just haven't found out, is that they all have significant amount of experience under their belts. Yes. Yes. Okay. Speaking of players like that, Ronnie Bell, round seven, team captain, uh, do it all wide receiver returner. Um, Michigan. You com- Michigan, uh, the second Michigan guy. The, I, I love the idea of the Niners running Jim Harbaugh out of town and then Jim Harbaugh becoming like a like a, a minor league, a feeder for them. All of a sudden they're calling him up. Hey, Jim, who do you, who do you like on your him? team? What's up, Jim? Hey, so, <laughs> sorry about what happened 10 years ago, but you got any recommendations for us? So Ronnie Bell. Goes from the Jim Harbaugh pipeline straight to the 49ers. What do you know? What do you like? Another old salty boot. This guy is a leader. He's a veteran. Uh, and he tore his ACL in 2021, I believe, in week one of his junior <clears throat> season. He missed the entire year, and he came right back for the next season. And and admittedly was about 75% of what he truly is. Now, For what he showed on the field, coming fresh off of a knee injury, if we're going to go with player comps that our fan base would know, is I would say he's everything that we expected Dante Pettis to be. He's Don. (laughs) I love that comp. I totally know what you mean. The guy who can play all three positions. Yes. You know, he can play all three positions and return. Yeah. And and he's a returner and he may not have top end speed. He's not going to kill you with top end speed, but what he does have, he does have tremendous bursts. He gets yep. up the field in a hurry, and when he yep. gets the ball, he's looking for a hat to hit. So yep. he plays with Ill, uh, bad intentions. He has very good hands as well. And he's not just like – like there's some guys on our team that are captains by selection. This guy <laughs> comes off like he is a captain because that entire team respects him. Um, um, even if you watch his highlights, get on YouTube, watch his highlights, and after every catch – you hear announcers referencing it's so good to see Ronnie Bell back mm-hmm. playing on the field. So he's one of those guys. Another guy. Go ahead. We were talking about this yesterday on the, on the phone, and I think it's really interesting. You brought it up. Um, a lot of draft picks get taken in the NFL, and they think, hey, man, I'm on a, I'm on a four-year contract. They like me. You know, I, I, they're invested in me. I mean, I'll show something eventually. I got some time in the NFL. And on a lot of teams, that's true. On the Niners, it might have been true. It may have been true four or five years ago. But on Maybe. this team, dude, they will cut your ass. Doesn't matter where you – I mean, look at Trey Lance. They will, bury, they will bury you after a yeah. year. I mean, ask Trey Sermon, right? They'll get you. Yeah. So they, they need – and if, if they know that that's who they are, they need to take people who are mature – yeah, who and, who and understand they're, they're this is a job? Guys who who yeah. know who know their way around the locker room. They're taking yep. guys who can handle a grind. They're taking yep. guys who have played hurt. You don't play yep. this many games without playing hurt. Um, they're taking yep. guys who know how to ingratiate themselves with a coaching staff. They can get yep. pushed hard. They're going <laughs> to yep. be trusted. So yep. they're they're making sure that they're 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 kind of writing that wrong. It is a little bit of an indictment on having a young kid with more money than he's ever had in his life, kind of trouncing around. Um, a grown man's locker room. And yep. I feel like how they're drafting is an indictment on that. They really want to make sure that they rectify that problem. Because they want right, if it's, they want production. Agree? And they yes. Um 
and they want guys who can fit into this team. And I think what you've seen is this, this team has high standards and uh, these vets aren't going to be like, all right, those three players suck, but we're going to hold their hand emotionally and <laughs> it's not going to happen. Make no. the freaking team or get off. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Um, we're not, I don't think we're going to talk about Jalen Graham. I don't have much to say. Uh, the last pick yeah. in the draft. I think he'll probably be a practice squad guy. Let's take some super chats, and then we'll get into the practice squad right uh, now. Dustin the Gale says, maybe the Niners were meeting with quarterback prospects just in case they ended up trading Lance. Yeah, they ended up... What was that? Like, just so they can sign DTR in four years? Like, is that what that was about? Yeah, I have just no to get idea. to know him. We still didn't make a move at QB. We're not moving. I... I... I believe that the reason the Niners didn't pick up Brandon Ayuk's fifth-year option until day two was because the phone lines were open on day one. They just yeah. didn't get what they wanted. Yeah. And the reason they were sniffing around on quarterbacks is because the phone lines were open for Trey Lance. They just didn't get what they wanted. So they were trying to give themselves options. Options are good. You want yeah. options. Yeah. I mean, and let's not be disillusioned. Teams want Trey. Yep. It's just a negotiation. Not for what the Niners are asking. Yeah. D. Wood, 7300, 7, says, I'm sure Kyle maybe has final say, but I'm also sure the consult with their position coaches on what they think. I don't believe it's just Kyle and John. Sure, of course. I don't think it's just Kyle. I agree with you, D. Wood. Mm -hmm. Toure says, I think Luter dropped because of his tackling. I thought they liked his physicality. They said mm -hmm. they did. Okay. Okay, maybe. Um, all day, every day. Kim says, how many of the current top 10 kickers got drafted high? Um, Martin Gramatico was a third round pick in Tampa in 99. Maybe that's why John Lynch did this. I think, was... there's, I think there may be an Easter egg. I think that our actual special teams coach drafted a kicker in like the third round at his last outpost with the Seahawks. Okay. Okay. And he's, yeah. yeah. D was 7,300 says, uh, you're too stuck on the OT position to, uh, the Niners think they have a day one starter in McKivitz. Just relax and listen to the coach. I'm super. Uh, well, well, he, you're not, he's not listening to me. Cause I didn't say Colt McKivitz is a day one starter. I just don't understand how you go into a draft with eleven picks. Everyone agrees you have your biggest need is offensive line, and you get no, no, none, not one. But you get two tight ends. Like you just but, to me, but, that's almost like that's almost like, oh, we need an offensive lineman. Oh, you you got you know us better than we know us. We're not going to get an offensive lineman. It's like okay, great, sweet, bro. I mean, but but Grant, man, like right tackle is a pivotal spot, man. I mean. We're gonna talk about this. They curated that. They they socially engineered right. it, but they better not draft the next Mike McGlinchey uh, in uh, next year in round one because I feel like they're definitely gonna do that. Well, I thought that they were just thinking that they were. They he was a bust. Let's just admit it that he wasn't. No, he wasn't he's what not we, what they wanted. Yeah, they they as you, as you said, and they smiled smile through the whole experience. It. Yep. So I'm, I'd like to know what they learned from that experience and how they make it different in the future. Gaiman Brown says at the coach, I got a new Twitter account. How do I? How do I find you again? Yeah, I don't even I don't even think I follow you on. Do you have a Twitter? I You're incognito. You're incognito. Yeah, tough, tough up, up front, front 77. Yeah. Tough All up right, front cool. 77. There you go. Also, what products uh you use in your beard? Natural fruits and berries hold it down. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have man. No idea how to respond. <laughs> we got a bunch of UDFAs. I don't know nothing about. I know a little bit about one of them, but what basically what I'm going to do is, you say what you know, and we'll go through rapid fire. Not super right. super rapid fire, but let's say what you know. Let's start with Joey Fisher, the offensive tackle slash guard slash center slash whatever the Niners want him to do from Shepard. You know this dude like way too well. Okay, so <laughs> Joey Fisher uh, is a Maryland kid, and he first committed to Maryland. Uh, he was a Maryland commit as a tight end. Um, 
he didn't, he ended up decommitting from Maryland and he signed to Shepard in 2017 as a tight end. Now, he redshirted and sat out in 18 and he played 13 games in 19 and he ended up leaving Shepard for two seasons with his dad. who's like a locksmith, like real Maryland shit, like, you know, going to go work in your dad's shop or something. Right. Real gritty shit. So <laughs> he missed all of 2020 in COVID. And this is where I started seeing hearing about him. So he played 30 games in a row. All right, he played, he had two 15-game seasons, so 21 and 22, he played full-game seasons and at right tackle. Mm. And he ended up, between the two years that he had off until the two years that he played these past consecutive years, I want to say he gained, like, maybe 50 pounds. Okay. And he legitimately went from a, from a tight end to a tackle in that time and, and became, like, the strongest kid. And it wasn't, and it's not, like, baby weight it's grown yeah. ass man weight so yeah. let's get into it he's 6'5 295 he runs a 4'9 he had a 40 bit 40 40 reps on his bench and he runs a motherfucking 16710 <laughs> yard split all right so for context for context his 40 reps on the bench leads the draft by two reps all right broderick jones came in uh his 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 forty is the fastest offensive lineman in the draft by seven tenths of a second. The fastest forty was a four nine seven. He ran a four nine zero, and his ten yard split, his ten yard split came in first behind Blake behind Blake Freeland, and we know Blake Freeland is a butterfly. We know what he is. He's my yeah. Honestly, I wasn't super juiced about Blake. He looked like Mike McGlinchey, but worse. All right, so this is what I see from Joey when I see him play. First of all, he's mean. He plays with an attitude. His okay. his offensive line comp that he the player that he real, looks up real to quick, real quick, real quick. Sorry, hold on. They they list him at six four. You gave him an extra inch. I I I, I don't want to I don't want to give Joey too. Dude, I don't want to make him up to be yo, too much. All right, cool. Yo, with a forty <laughs> with a forty rep bench, he could be six foot. I don't care. Thank you, thank so, you. All right, cool, 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 cool. His player that he models his game after and looks after is Trent Williams. Me too. That's who yes. I model my whole life yeah. after. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, he's country strong, man. Yeah. Uh, uh, he's a thick body. Like, he's as far as, like, physicality and his body makeup is, he's NFL ready now. All right. Yep. As far as what he can do on the field. He's honestly what we aspired for uh, Spencer Burford and Aaron Banks to turn their bodies into. Like, Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay. that type yeah. Of now, when you think of a player that big, uh, he's not necessarily quick as he is nimble. He's very light on his feet. Um, but these are the things about him is that his aggression to technique is going to take some time. And this is why he didn't get drafted. So mm -hmm. the level of football that he plays at, which is D2 ball, which is good ball, but it's D2 ball. Uh he there's a fine line between him being so goddamn strong and mm -hmm. actually playing with technique so sometimes yeah. when you're as strong as he is and you're playing on the level that he is sometimes you can lunge you can overreach you don't have to bring your feet with you because your yeah, hands are strong enough you can throw guys and you're playing like d2 athletes yes, yes you're playing yes. d2 guys so yeah. one thing that that's not gonna fly on this level 
that yeah. is not going to happen. And yeah. he does it enough where if you are looking at him with lazy eyes, you can just say to yourself, ah, oh, looks like Tarzan plays like Jane, another big kid playing against small kids. You know, yeah. but yeah. that's not this kid. He plays with consistent aggression. That is who he is. He doesn't just go ahead. Well, I guess I don't mean to cut you off, but I guess my, eventually the question is, if he's so great, how the hell did he not get drafted? What he's happened? 30, he's got 32 inch arms. OK, there you go. So um, and, and it's tough. to It is tough to play offensive tackle, even right tackle with 32 inch arms in the NFL. Yes. Yes. Yeah. He has 32 inch arms and and that could be an issue at tackle. But okay. honestly speaking, for everything that he brings, fuck it. Put him out there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And <laughs> I'm just being real, bro. Like. You know, I mean, it's like, oh, real, real quick, real quick, like, I'm with you in this because anyone the Niners put at right tackle is going to be a liability in pass protection anyway. anyway. It's all about the run game, and this guy seems like he could be a hell of a run blocker uh, at, at tackle. At a 4-9, bro? Son, like, <laughs> you have to know that, yeah. I mean, with, with Joey sitting there, and, and, and Mel Kuyper, I can't, had us taking this kid in the third round. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, look it up. It's crazy. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Like, wow. Okay. So okay. For so that's that just goes to show you the the difference between winning the draft and what actual information is. And the Niners knew that this kid wasn't getting looked at. Um, and um, seriously for a draft pick. And honestly, I would I would love to know when they showed interest. You know, I know that. Uh, I know that um, DeChicho one was down there at his pro day at Shepard, and a mentor of mine over at Fairmont State gave me a call because the Niners were asking around about Joey. But um, mm -hmm. they, I feel like they socially engineered this, which they tend to do. And I like this pickup. I, I think that for what we have, um, I, what, what, what did we do? I, I forgot the position that we did this at before. Oh, defensive tackle last season where we just started bringing in a lot of guys and just figuring out what was going to work. And I yeah. feel, if I'm being realistic, since we've kind of like had our honeymoon phase with this guy, if we're being realistic, he's going to come in and he's going to struggle. But I like him being added to the mix of us trying to get that, to get that position clamped down because offensive line, in some instances, is like making chili. You know, it's like you you go you you taste as you go. There is no there is no recipe. So I just you have like the best the metaphors. We got, another, we got another spice. I love your metaphors. They're so good. That's great. Hold on. So let's stick with this real quick. So I I didn't know Joey Fisher that well. I'm looking into Joey Fisher, dude. Dude, NFL.com had him ranked as a. They gave him a six point two four. They said he's eventually going to be an average starter, which is an amazing thing to say about a guy who went UDFA and they project. They projected him to get taken in rounds four to five. Like, for example, they gave Joey Fisher, NFL.com, gave Joey Fisher a better draft grade significantly than Cam Latu. And I'm over here being like, hey, you know, you took Cam Latu at the end of round three. You could have taken an offensive tackle who's a little bit – and they got the guy and after the, the draft. The tackle that you're talking about, the Niners are like, hold my beer. He'll be there after the draft. They're way too good at drafting late and way not good enough to drafting early i'm still skeptical of cameron latu just because the niners history in round three is crap and one of those third round picks isn't gonna has to not work out because of kyle but damn joey fisher after the draft like that's like a home pick. run 
It's and, a home and, run. And, and again, if, if there was if there was anything about him that like I just I felt like we were reaching or nah, we didn't even spend a pick on this guy. Like yeah. I love it. Yep. Yep. All right, let's move on. Shea Wyatt, wide receiver, Tulane, mm-hmm. 6'1, 40 inch vert, seven touchdowns last year. Doesn't drop passes, makes a lot of contested catches. What you know about him? Uh, not much about Shea okay. Wyatt. Um, I do believe I I kind of feel like he might be campfire, to be honest with okay. you. Um, okay. Uh he's he's kind of middle of the pack in everything that he does, but for Tulane, okay. he was their guy. So again, another seasoned rookie. Um, so I, I don't want to speak ill of something I don't know. I don't know a lot about Shane Wyatt, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pontificate as if I do, but for what he what he does bring, what I saw from him, I didn't see much, to be honest with you. Fair. The way I look at Kyle is I feel like the way he scouts, he, he believes in his system so much that he feels like his system needs certain pieces. Yeah. And, like, so you just, like, look at his athletic testing and then, like, okay, so who is he kind of similar to? Okay, he's kind of like Kendrick Bourne. And I feel yeah. like, like it doesn't mean he's Kendrick Bourne, but why is he here? Because there's some mold of some specific type of wide receiver that Kyle likes and Ronnie works Bell. with and has. Yeah, exactly. So Ronnie Bell is the, the Dante Pettis he always wanted. Shea Wyatt seems like maybe the, the, the attempt to find the next Kendrick Bourne, who was an undrafted free agent as well. That is true. Yeah. 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 So and that's how I, the way I look way. at him. Uh, Corey Luciano. No relation to Lucky Luciano. Although I don't know that. All right. Um, another thing, he is another guy that played a lot of snaps. Um, well, real quick for people that don't know, this is he went to Washington. He played this center in, for Washington. Center he for Washington, center Corey for Washington, Luciano. Okay, six foot three oh seven. He yeah. runs a five three forty, but he does run a one eight seven ten yard split and a four five twenty yard. I'm split. seeing he's six three. Am I wrong with that? Nah, I'm he's seeing six three. Okay, all right, all right. Okay. Either he say, or or I can be wrong, but hold on, let me let me let me just get that. Real, no, he's six three, six three three zero seven, six three three zero seven. Yeah, six three three zero seven. Okay, got okay. you. One thing about um him is that he's a converted tight end, so oh, okay, he had to grow into that three zero seven. He moves very yeah. well with it. What I will say is that he's got strong hands. They pull with him a lot. Um, he's got soft feet. He's very aware. And one thing is that he played sixty games in five years. So. He's yeah. the Brock Purdy of centers. Yes. So, <laughs> yeah. So one thing that also is that he only gave up five sacks and 600 dropbacks. And that offense was the number one offense in the nation um, with passing the ball. So he could pass block. Uh, one thing that I do like about him, he's seen a lot of ball. He is a leader. He's played on a really big team. And also, he's a little bit better than Washington he had bad grades when he came out of school and he got recruited by USC Nebraska he had a lot of big schools that wanted him and he kind of fell to Washington I remember him and Mm. so this is a kid that that kind of got at Washington if you remember Washington they've always been like one of those fringe teams where they win games until like the big guys come and just whoop their ass but he's a part of those Washington seasons where their offense was really prolific um I think that I really do like the fact that we actually got a guy who plays center. So we're not just getting a guy and trying to convert him or trying to yeah. get another guy who didn't play it. I feel True. really good that we actually went out and got a center. And yeah. it's pushing uh, 
the other center that we got from Iowa State uh, from last year. Who's the center that we picked up? Uh, I don't want to say Iowa State, but oh, that what's this? Arizona State, right? What's that Arizona guy's name? Arizona State, undrafted. Yeah, I, I, West. West Donovan West Donovan is he West. even on the team anymore. I don't even exactly. know. Yeah, so yeah. I feel yeah. like this is yeah. a guy that um, he's played a lot of football too. So okay, okay. I like, I like uh, Corey. N- next undrafted free agent we got Ilm Manning. Am I saying that right? Ilm Manning yes. from Hawaii, interior offensive lineman, 6'2", 294, 32 and five eight inch arms, four nine seven four four nine seven forty. Yes, thirty. 30 inch vert uh and uh, he gave up some sacks last year five sacks 24 pressures 15 penalties okay so he's cle- so he's he's an athlete so he's an that's, athlete so let's just i like that let's keep it together that's yeah. two undrafted rookie free agents with some serious athletic that traits. our offensive linemen that they chart in the one percent the 99th percentile of yeah what the draft has shown us. So it's obvious that the Niners are paying attention to what's happening in the draft, but they're just understanding that we need a specific skill set at the position. So yeah. one thing is that with that 497, that's tied for first in the draft. Really, it's second because the only body, only person that's faster is Joey, who ran a 49, his teammate. Yep. So right. um, one thing about Elm is that Elm came in as a freshman and he didn't have any exposure coming in. So he came in as a freshman at Hawaii and started right away at left tackle as a true freshman. Again, 60 starts yeah. at, um, with Hawaii. So he's played a lot of football. Another experienced rookie. Right. Um, he uh, His pass pro is really – he's got tons of experience of pass pro out of the run and shoot because of what Hawaii does. So by way of their run game, he's very familiar with inside and outside zone because that's what you run out of the run and shoot. Uh, he – the reason why he's undrafted is because he's not an NFL tackle. He's only 6'2", right? He's 6'2", 295, and he was kind of like – Another one of those tip of the spear guys in a small team with in a small footprint, but he's their guy, right? Came in as a freshman, started the left tackle right away, and didn't leave for five years, right? This guy is going to get moved to interior, and I think that he's also another guy that could be viable for us to play center or guard. Uh, he's very quick, very strong. He had 25 reps on the bench press. That's very good for a tackle. Um, and Another thing is that he uh, had a he had he's only given up ten sacks his entire career for sixty starts. He's only given up ten sacks, and in one hundred and fifty one pass plays, he's given up no sacks. So this is somebody who has seen. I mean, Hawaii is not the most physical team out there. They're slinging that ball all over the place. Yeah. So he has seen a lot of defenders. He's seen a lot of pass rushers. Mm-hmm. And this is a guy that once you kind of move him down and get him in a booth, guess who's guess who's going to be able to pace him along the way? His other left tackle that played that plays guard now, Spencer Burford, yeah. who right. was a career left tackle. So right. I like what they're doing here. Good point. I really love the Elm pick because He's so athletic. And if you watch him play, he almost looks out of position playing left tackle at 6'2". But interior-wise and the fact that he's already coming with strength. I could see yeah. if he was weak. But 25 reps at left tackle is very strong. I like this. That's player. right. Okay. Next undrafted free agent, Avery Young, Rutgers, safety, 
plays deep, plays in the box, plays a little in the slot. Okay. Doesn't so, miss tackles. A little slow. Yes. He runs a 4'7". He's yeah. 6'1", 207. Okay. He is going to play safety for us. He's not going to play okay. corner. But what I do like about Avery is that he played his whole last season at corner. Okay. He he played. Wow. Corner, right? Wow. So essentially he played out of position for an entire season and wow. did well. Right. Yeah. So um, like you said before, he is a thumper. He loves contact and he loves to come downhill. And with what I've seen is that honestly, maybe we got up, maybe we have ourselves another little Jimmy Ward clone, somebody that's going to be able to attach to tight ends, somebody that's going to yeah. attach to the line of scrimmage and take H backs and running backs out of the backfield. I really like what he brings. And isn't this beautiful? Two years ago, we were, if somebody at the safety position would have been 4'7", we would have fainted. But Talanoa yeah. has made us believers. That's true. You know what I'm saying? It's true. So, it's a good point. I'm not worried about the 4'7". He plays right. with a lot of speed. And when you play with physicality, uh, that 4'7 can be used in, in a lot of different ways. So I like Avery Young again. I see, and the reason why I like this pick is because I see what they're trying to do with him. He's not going to play corner. He's going to play safety for us. But, again, that's Jair Brown. That's Gip. That's Talanoa Hufunga. We had Avery coming in. I really feel like they're trying to solve that safety position. They're trying to get yeah. that under wraps. I really like this pick. Okay. Next undrafted free agent, running back Ronald Awat from UTEP. Um, I looked him up a little bit. It looks to me like they're trying to find the next – Jeff Wilson Jr. about the same size, tested similarly from Texas. I mean, Jeff Wilson Jr. went to North Texas, I North believe. Texas. No, no one knew who the hell he was, but he just happened to run harder than everyone else. And I don't know. I don't know if Ronald A. Watt gets is is that. I mean, Jeff Wilson's kind of special that way, the way he mm -hmm. runs. But that's what I think they're looking for here. I don't know if you've seen much of him. I've seen a little bit of him. Um, he is a little nondescript. Uh, you don't necessarily know what he does well. Um, yeah. So when you see him, um, he's got good contact balance. Uh, yeah. And one of the things that I have seen about him is that he does have a nose for getting in the open field. I haven't seen like full games of him. So sure. me neither. Um, I've only seen what, you know, the best of him. Uh, sure. But yeah. I, I can, I just don't. I can see why he didn't get drafted. There's just really nothing about him that necessarily grabs me. So, again, probably another camp guy. Every guy can't be a hit. But um, I don't want to be disingenuous and act like he's a guy when I don't think he is. So, Well, also, don't write off Niners undrafted free agent running backs because they're oh, all we're, we're future all pros. To, oh, no, 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 no. We're about to really go in with my next guy. All right, let's talk about him right now. Kalen LeBorn. Is that how you pronounce his name? Kalen I don't care how you pronounce LeBorn. Look. Yeah. Bruh, we got one. Okay. We got one. What so, do you like about what do you know? What do you like? First of all, I'm a Maryland guy. Charles Huff is a, a head coach over at Marshall. I went to Marshall University as well. Charles Huff is the head coach over at Marshall University. He went to Hampton. Maryland guy came out of Alabama. And he came to Marshall a couple of years ago and basically started transferring everybody and their mother. And mm -hmm. who he transferred for was a running back named Kalen LeBorn out of FSU. Now, this is Kalen, oh. this is Kalen's background track. Okay. He's a five-star athlete that had 
everybody okay. wanted him. Bama, UGA, Auburn, OSU, Ohio State all wanted this kid. Okay. He came to Florida State and he went yeah, through right. three different head coaching changes when he was at FSU. Okay. Okay. Yeah. When he was at FSU, before the third head coach got there, he dislocated his kneecap. All right. Ooh. And he barely played. He sat out for a whole season. The COVID year hit, and then he transferred to Marshall. So okay. he's 5'11, 200 pounds. He runs a 4'4. Okay. He has a 38 inch vert. Oh, God. <laughs> he has a six, he has a six, nine, two, three cone. Now, he didn't get invited to the combine. I don't believe he did, but I don't think he did. His three oh. cone is first in class. His six his six nine two is the fastest six nine two of any running back in. That's Bijan Oliver. Okay. His his vertical is tied for third. It, no, his vertical was third in class. His broad jump was tied for third in class. And his bench was tied for second in class. And his bench, overall bench, was would have been tied for eighth among defensive tackles in the league in this year's draft. Damn. Okay. So Damn. he's got a body. Okay. This is a kid that is well put together. All right. Yeah. One of the things is, is that he's a compact runner. All right. Mm -hmm. He mm -hmm. plays with tons of bursts. So this is okay. a kid that can stick his foot in the ground and change direction any way he sees fit. All right. He is not scared of hard work. He going to get the mail. You're going to give him a full load and he going to carry it. Go back and look at Marshall versus Notre Dame in 2001. This boy had 31 carries for 5.3 yards a carry for 163 yards and oh, one God. team. He can tote the mail. He was also the Doak Walker National Running Back of the Week that year. Upset Notre Dame when Notre Dame was supposed to have the best defensive line in the nation. They actually recruited to have a good D-line that year. He has tons of balance. He's got short feet. He has vision and he has feel. This kid is going to get Ty Davis price cut. I'm trying to tell you that this is the next guy. He's the next one. Damn. I like, I'm he you. is, dude. I'm watching him right now. I'm telling you. Oh, my God, dude. Who? I'm Kevin mad at the Niners. How do they do this every guy. year? Oh, my God. He's a he guy. Is hella... Yeah, he is. You know what Damn. I'm saying? And, and. I'm gonna tell you. Oh wow! I watched this kid play. I'm watching. Oh, he no. has 49ers DNA written all over him. He wants the ball. He is primed for one of those Brock Purdy throw the ball eight times a game games. He wants the ball. He's gonna. He does. He's physical um, and he's so shifty, dude. He yes, keeps making. He keeps. I'm watching it, dude. He keeps making Notre Dame's got Notre Dame guys literally fall on the ground. Two in the yes. same play. Come on. Wow, this guy's – so I'm looking at him on rival. He was 23rd in the nation out of high school. Number one in the state that he came from and number one in his, at his position. I remember and the Niners Kayla got – Kayla LeBorn is a dog. And I'm telling you, he. this is a guy – this is a guy that's going to make noise on our roster, especially yeah. with our backfield. And I like it because – He's going to be really good. Because Ty Davis – Ty Davis' price is to show us something. He's all screwed. Right? Right. Yeah. And I believe that Jordan Mason is safe. Right. Because I believe that they're, they're the same player. Uh, they're of the same ilk, in my opinion. However, you know who this guy reminds me of? Who? But better, maybe, potentially. Elijah Mitchell. 
Yes. Elijah Mitchell. Because you know why? Because Elijah he's already coming in with the body. Elijah that Mitchell doesn't body. have, and that's why he keeps getting hurt. Yes, I'm telling you, this kid toasted the mail, dude. In his last season at Marshall, he had 302 carries for 5.2 a carry and 16 TDs. He ran for 15, 13. Yeah, right. I'm wearing. I just want to say, yes, I am wearing swim trunks. It's, I don't know why. I'm, I don't. I didn't. Th I didn't think that I'd be standing up. So yeah, I'm wearing swim trunks yeah. indoors. I don't care. But damn, yeah, you just sold me on this guy. This guy's gonna be really good. Yeah. Pisses me off that the Niners are so good at doing this. Not even that I root against them. It's just how dare they be so successful. I don't. He's I don't like when other people are good at stuff. Yeah. And it's damn. Like when you know that they can do this. Why would you ever draft a running back? <laughs> Why? There's so and, many good ones. And we got Ty Davis Price in the third round. Dude, you're, like, you're done. You're done. All right, moving on. Next undrafted free agent. Let's go. Jack Coletto, Oregon State tight end. Because two wasn't enough, baby. All right. What do you know about Jack Coletto? All right. So I like, like he, he's going to be our Rudy signing. Like, he's, he's, he's a good kid. Jack is a converted quarterback. Um, he went to uh, Arizona. I think it was Arizona Western College. Um, he transferred to Oregon State. Um, and as a junior, he transferred. Uh, he converted to linebacker. So that was the transition year. And I think the next year is like when he was like full-blown, like a linebacker. So the fullback, the slash in his name is he plays this wildcat fullback role with Oregon State where he takes wildcat, he runs. Um, he he just – he's a tryhard. He works hard. There's nothing really – I don't want to use the I word – I feel like special. Oregon State always has a guy like this. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Not that and, I'm that big Oregon State guy, but they always have a tryhard yeah. fullback slash, slash running back Red slash tight end. Senior, played forever. Yeah. Jack of all yeah. trades. Um, Steps up in the last game of the year against yeah, Oregon. I mean, he, he runs a 4-9. He's 6-3, 240. Uh, uh -huh. Special teams, maybe. I don't see him. Special teams. For what for what I see, I don't see a role for him on our defense. Um, So it would have to be fullback if I'm if if I'm oh, looking yeah. at why he's here. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's what or I Or just know about general him. versatility for the practice squad. I yeah, don't know. Yeah, he just loves ball. You know? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? All right. That's enough of Jack. No offense. Uh, next undrafted free agent, Deshaun Jameson, DB from Texas, 5'10", 187, two picks, seven PBUs. Mm -hmm. You know about Deshaun, Deshaun Jameson. Jameson is another guy that that he was dubbed the most versatile player in Texas Longhorn history um, because of – and this is a guy – Ever? And I'm going to tell you Ever? why. Wow. Well, 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 let me just give you more versatile than Kyle Shanahan. Are you kidding He's got me? Over, oh, over Kyle Shanahan. <laughs> he just edged him. Just what about Chris him. Sims? Okay. All right. All right. So the reason why they say that is because he has over 1400 career return, kick return yards. All right. Yeah. And he has over 350 punt return yards. He has hundred yard returns that he's done multiple times in his career. Um, and I think that, I mean, if he would push anybody, he would probably push Ambry um, when he got here. His role that would make him, that would get him on his team is his special teams ability. He is a returner. Um, however, um, he's explosive. He has good ball skills, but he does get beat. 
he gets beat at corner. Um, he's an outside corner too. He's for as small as he is, he's five, I think he's five nine. Um, he he doesn't bring elite speed. He has adequate speed, but he has the type of speed that shows up in like special teams. But when it comes time for him to actually like in the raw be an athlete against certain receivers, he does show why he went undrafted. One of the things about him is that it was kind of a big surprise that he didn't get invited to the combine because he has played for such a long time. I've known him, number five in Texas. A lot of people know Deshaun Jameson, but um, he's just one of those guys where he, he's got a, you know, a million dollar face with $10 pockets. Like he's known, but the production that he brings, that says in, it wasn't transferable to the NFL game. What million dollar face, for, 10 cent, $10 pockets. I've never heard that before. I love that. Yeah. There's a lot. I of love that. You know what I'm saying? That was me for a long time. Look at this yeah. face. <laughs> yeah. $10. You know, <laughs> hey man, I love that. Shit. You ain't got um, nothing. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that's how I, how I feel about him. Um, he's played a lot of football, but you know, even Texas's program is transient. Like they've had a lot of ups and downs and he yeah. kind of sat it out. He kind of wrote it out. So I, I believe that this is his shot, you know, to, to come in and make something of it. But if he is going to show worth here, it would be through special teams and returning because he is a good returner. That's what he does do well. All right. One more undrafted free agent, then we'll take the rest of our super chats. Okay. Jada Kiss Bonds, wide receiver Hampton, makes me so happy that I've lived long enough that people born during Jada Kiss's run are now in the NFL. That's great. <laughs> When is Styles P getting drafted? I love oh, this. Look. The locks. Let's go. Sheik Louch coming through next. All right. So this is what I do like about him. He's a big target. So this is yeah. another guy that I feel like is going to push um, Jawan. 6'3", so, Yep, yep. Yeah. And he ain't 6'3". He's 6'4". I've seen Jadis okay. in person. He's he's a big kid. Um, He's got 32-inch arms. He's smooth. So Hampton's that, out by you? Huh? I don't know where any of these schools are. Hampton's out by you? Yeah, VA. Yes. Okay, yeah. okay, okay, okay. Got so it. um he's smooth, savvy route runner. Um okay. he's quicker more than he is fast. Okay? okay. So he runs for for being six four, running a four four eight is adequate, but you ain't run you ain't ain't nobody scared of your speed at that yeah. size being four four. But one thing that he is good at is the long ball. He will yeah. go up and go get the long ball. Um he's a violent runner after the catch, and he came to Hampton and Leaving out of Hampton, this is another thing that we're just going to keep pounding home. Mm. He's another veteran rookie. He's mm. the Hampton t touchdowns leader and receiver for careers and in a season. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So right. he went to Hampton and left his mark, right, yeah. and, and and showed consistency. And, again, we're going in to go get a guy. The same thing with Juwan. What was Juwan? Juwan was another Mr. Guy. Tennessee. He yeah. was at Tennessee. He was a leader, known yeah. guy to go hard. As opposed to Jalen Hurd. Yes. As opposed to Jalen Hurd. Yes. So another guy who is going to come in. And and this is another thing about Jada Kiss. Now, I don't know about what he does in the run game. Because you know if you're going to play receiver here, you're going to block before you catch anything. Yeah. So I don't know what he is as a run blocker. But. I would love to see his production for what Jawan does because Jadakiss runs a 4-4 and he plays like he runs a 4-4. So I feel like Jawan's 4-7. Um, hey, bro, you better, you better be ready for camp because somebody else coming, man. So I like the, like the Jadakiss pick. And 
Another thing that I think that I know that Jadakiss is really good at is he's a really good red zone threat. Yep. He's very good in red zone. He, he knows how to use his sides in the red zone. So yep. I'm very happy with that pick as well. Yeah, me too. What I really like about Jadakiss is his wordplay and his flow. His imagery. <laughs> I really like his delivery. I think he's pretty he's he's hard, but he's also kind of nonchalant at the same time. You know what I mean? Yeah. I love Jada Kiss, I feel like if I could do the late nineties again, mm-hmm. I would really like uh for DMX, like all of his beats to go to Jada Kiss instead. Cause I just I feel like people love DMX. I mean, you probably you look at me sideways, but I mean Jadakiss I just is, kind of, yo, 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 DMX is probably the, one of the most disrespected. DMX yeah. had a hotter summer than Jay Z. Yeah, DMX, DMX I mean, put out he, two he just albums in one year and they both went platinum. I mean, like he never wrote a hook I liked, and he kept barking on the song and yelling. But I just like Jadakiss better. But DMX was that guy. Jadakiss I mean, kind of was in his shadow. DMX, I mean, people make people make babies to DMX. It was kids out here that were conceived by DMX. Yeah, but is there a DMX in the NFL? No. No. But there's Jadakiss. Let's go. <laughs> 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 Dude, a, a a baby that was made to DMX, I'm already scared. They'll be in the league. <laughs> <laughs> DMX, I can't wait for that to happen. NG49 says, also, I'm glad Trey will get his chance. Hey, they didn't push him off the team. We'll see. Gotta love it. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see, right? Uh, Batman Lives says, for, for some reason, I think D. Lombardi doesn't like you. What, what, what made you think that? <laughs> Everyone likes me. What are you talking about? Batman Liv says, you the boss, Grant, number one Niners content. Hey, I think uh, Coach came through today. I didn't even know you were on Twitter. I think mm-hmm. it's time for you to get your own. It's pretty soon you're going to have people asking you what your YouTube channel is, and you're going to be like, all right, I'll make one. It's definitely coming. You know what it is. Yeah. Tisha Edmonds <laughs> says, I think Jadakiss said he don't sign with us. What? Oh, he said he didn't sign with us? Okay. Man. That's a problem. But Jadakiss well. is a good player, though. Maybe Kyle wasn't a fan of the locks. Maybe Kyle prefers DMX. Mm. Mm. I don't think Kyle. I don't think Kyle knows who the locks is. Ask Kyle who the locks. No is. way. He has no idea. Ask Kyle who the I, locks. D- didn't Jada Chris uh, ghostwrite for for P Diddy? But he said he did. Yeah, they all did. P Diddy yeah. doesn't write. He said, "Don't worry if I write rhymes. I write checks." Of course. Yeah. I write all my rhymes though. For people wondering, um, I need to go to the gym and lift weights. Before mm-hmm. the Warriors game. So I'm going to go lift weights. Just want everyone to know that I'm going to be going to the gym right now. It's important. <laughs> it's important not just to go to the gym, but to let people know that you're going to the gym for credit. Anyway, great show. Definitely. You really knew these players, and I learned a lot. I hope everyone watching learned too. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, I feel, I feel like we did a solid job with addressing our needs. And for yeah. where we are as a team, you know, we can't get – Every every pick can't be sexy, but I feel like we got stuff that really is going to help us in the long haul. And again, I was a little apoplectic about the audacity of not drafting a single offensive lineman. But what you had to say about particularly Joey Fisher is very interesting. Um, I'm curious to see what his future is because it seems like a guy who was projected to get taken, you know, midway through day three has starter traits and on this team could really outshine a Colton, a Colton McKivitt. So I'm curious to see what happens I'm there. I'm here for it. I, I, yeah. I'm here for the whole Cinderella story. It can't just be Brock. Somebody else got to do it. It's I love it. it. I love it. Coach, great stuff, man. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you everyone. Peace.